everyone, and welcome back to Short Stories for Kids, the magical podcast of story adventures. And now it's time for today's story request. Hi, Lucy. Our son Arlie is seven today and lives on the Gold Coast in Australia. He loves scootering, Pokemon, and your stories. His story idea is that Arlie and his friends, Matteo, Arlington, and Jasper, save creatures in the forest from a fire-breathing owl who has an army of dragons. Near where Arlie lived on the Gold Coast of Australia, was a vast forest. Arlie and his friends knew to keep out of the forest, but not for fear of getting lost or being bitten by a snake, but because of something far more terrible. There were monsters in that forest. So Arlie and his friends, Matteo, Arlington, and Jasper stayed away. There were plenty of other things to distract them, like scootering and Pokemon, so they barely thought about the forest and its dangers. But every now and again, the forest would remind them all of its presence. On one such day, they had all been playing in Arlie's front yard, arguing over who was the best Pokemon, when Arlie noticed something small and black shuffling along the road. Small wisps of smoke trailed from its body, What is that? he asked, standing up to get a better look. Is that an animal? asked Matteo, just as the creature slumped to the floor. The four of them rushed closer for a better look and were surprised to see it was a musky rat kangaroo, although this one had been badly burned. Hey, said Arlington quickly, I think it's trying to talk. The four friends fell silent, listening carefully. Say you guys, said the musky rat kangaroo quietly. I don't suppose I could get a drop of water. Arlie raced inside, returning with a bottle, while Jasper encouraged Matteo and Arlington to move the poorly animal into the shade. As Arlie helped the animal to drink, he asked how it had ended up in such a state. Oh, it's my fault, said the musky rat kangaroo sadly. I should have known better. I got in the way of the forest queen and I paid the price. She got me good. The forest queen, repeated Jasper. Who's that? She's the leader of the monsters in the forest. She's a big and angry creature. And as you can see, she can breathe fire winced the musky rat kangaroo. Is she a dragon or something then? asked Matteo. No, but she has a small army of dragons that do what she says, explained the injured animal. They've been making our lives miserable in the forest for some time now, but now they've got bigger plans. What kind of plans? asked Arlie. Well, they want the forest for themselves the muskyrat kangaroo said. So that means all of us creatures that live there must leave. The dragon army is going to make us homeless 
And the Forest Queen won't let them stop until she has it all. Well, somebody needs to stop them, pointed out Arlington. The forest belongs to those poor critters. Yeah, agreed Arlie. But how do you stop the Queen of the Monsters and her army of dragons? We're just four kids. And they all breathe fire. Well, you need some of this stuff, said the musky rat kangaroo, nudging the water bottle with his nose. Water! Fire breathers can't breathe after they've had a drink. So, what, we, we put out a large jug and some glasses? Scoffed Jasper. That's not going to work. No, agreed Arlie. But I can think of something that might. But I'm going to need everyone's help. An hour later, Arlie, Matteo, Arlington, and Jasper had made the little musky rat kangaroo comfortable in the shade and were ready to leave. Each of them wore a small but heavy backpack and was poised on their scooters. Good luck, said the musky rat kangaroo. We'll do our best, nodded Arlie, before leading the friends off towards the forest. It wasn't until they reached the forest's edge where the track was rough and unsustainable for their scooters, that they found their next injured animal, a sugar glider with a sting tail. They left their scooters there and carried on on foot, pushing through the larger plants that grew beneath the trees. I smell smoke, said Jasper, sniffing the air. A cockatoo hobbled past in the opposite direction, its white feathers covered in ash. Oh, stay away if I were you, warned the bird. There is nothing but trouble where you're heading. But the four friends said nothing. Arlie just hooked his fingers under his pack straps and adjusted how it was sitting on his back before moving on deeper into the forest. Burnt trees and smoking undergrowth were more common now, not to mention the odd blackened feather littering the ground. The army of dragons had been busy here. Then, a short while later, they came upon a rocky overhang where a waterfall tumbled into a crystal clear pool below. It gave the friends the perfect view of what was going on underneath. Surrounding the pool, ten dragons were up to no good. They'd surrounded a group of large crocodiles, trapping the poor reptiles with nowhere to go. I never thought I'd see a croc in trouble like that, said Arlington. But why aren't the dragons doing anything? Hmm, it's like they're waiting for something, pointed out Matteo. He was quickly proved right. A large figure stomped out of the cover of the trees. It was even larger than the dragons and looked for all the world like a giant owl. With a razor-sharp beak and claws, glowing red eyes, and golden feathers upon her wings. The Forest Queen, whispered Jasper. The dragons parted to let her stride up to the water's edge, causing the crocodiles to slink back into the water. Fear me, she roared at the cowering reptiles. I am the ruler of this forest, and it is a place for animals no longer. It belongs to the monsters now. The crocodiles simply trembled, unable to escape. 
You crocs like to think of yourselves as the scary ones, but you're nothing compared to my army of dragons, she chuckled. You've got teeth, but you can't do this. As one, she and all the dragons breathed jets of flames across the top of the water, forcing the crocodiles to duck and setting light to some of the surrounding trees. The army of dragons thought this was a brilliant game and laughed at the helpless crocs. Wow, they're a mean bunch, said Arlie from their hiding place up above. The forest queen paced around the pool, her red eyes flaring. My army needs to eat, she said. And they like a bit of crocodile meat, especially hot flame-grilled crocodile meat. <laughs> this got the dragons laughing again. They were enjoying this. I can't watch, said Jasper. This is going to be yucky. It's why we're here, replied Arlie, slipping off his heavy backpack. Come on, spread out a bit. Now's the time. Down below, the dragons were licking their lips in anticipation of their meal. The forest queen signaled to the largest of the dragons to get started. So the dragon reared up over the pool and opened his jaws wide to show off a set of nasty-looking sharp teeth. At the back of its mouth, a bright glow began to form as it prepared to breathe fire upon the helpless crocs. But it never happened. Instead, a bright green water balloon sailed through the air and exploded on the back of the dragon's tongue, causing it to stagger backwards as it got a throat full of the balloon's contents. The dragons reacted quickly, each preparing themselves to meet the attack by opening their mouths wide in readiness to breathe fire, which played perfectly into Arlie and his friends' hands. Suddenly, there were water balloons raining down from all directions. Some were striking the dragons on their heads and horns, but many exploding inside their open mouths. Those dragons that had swallowed water were panicking now, unable to see their attackers or breathe fire, and as they hesitated, the crocodiles made their move. They surged out of the pool, snapping at the dragon's exposed undersides. How dare you, roared the forest queen, spreading her enormous golden wings. But it wasn't the crocodiles she was concerned about. It was whoever was throwing the balloons. She rose over the pool, searching around the rocky outcrop for the source of the attack, and was stunned by what she saw. Children, she spat. Oh, you're nothing but children. Arlie, Matteo, Arlington, and Jasper knew they needed to act quickly now, so they all launched the last of their water balloons at once at the monstrous owl. To their horror, every balloon struck the forest queen, but not one reached her open mouth. Ha <laughs> ha! Foolish children, she laughed. Now you'll pay the price as you feel my fire. Arlie thought it was the end for them all, but then something amazing happened. From out of the surrounding trees poured hundreds upon hundreds of colorful birds, and they swooped in and mobbed the queen. 
they pecked and pulled at her in a steady and constant attack, stripping her of her golden wing feathers. Stop! she wailed, but it was too late. She didn't have the feathers to keep her aloft. So she fell, plummeting into the waterfall. The thundering water pushed her deep into the pool, and now the crocodiles turned away from the fleeing dragon to give her their direct attention. She didn't stand a chance. Without their queen to command them, the last of the dragons fled, returning to live, solitary lives as far away as possible. Finally, the forest was free again. We did it, cheered Matteo, rising to his feet to punch the air. Oh, that was just awesome, shouted Arlington. We rocked, roared Jasper. The birds in their hundreds settled in the surrounding trees, while other creatures, from lizards to snakes and possums to bandicoots, gathered to celebrate their victory. Then, amongst the crowd of creatures, a path was made to allow the musky rat kangaroo to limp forward. I can't thank you enough for what you've done, he said happily. You've inspired the forest animals to fight back. And now at last we have our home again. Well, we couldn't just sit by while you suffered, said Arlie. It was the right thing to do. Well, we think you deserve a souvenir, said a voice beside them. It was the cockatoo. And beside it, several birds held out four of the forest queen's golden wing feathers. Arlie took his and was surprised to see he was as tall as it was. You'll come back and visit, won't you? asked the musky rat kangaroo. You're always welcome back here. You can climb our trees and explore the forest floor and swim in our pools. Oh, of course we will, said Matteo. We'd love to. Although, maybe not the bit about swimming in pools, laughed Arlie, as he looked down upon the crocodiles in the water below. Yeah, probably not a good idea, <laughs> chuckled the musky rat kangaroo. From that day on, Arlie, Matteo, Arlington, and Jasper were known as the heroes of the forest. And in each of their bedrooms, if you're lucky to ever see them, they display a magnificent giant golden feather. The end.